Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Shalom. Yes, that's what I see. There you go. I was really hoping... Nadine wants me to be racist. I don't want you to be racist. Anti-Semitic. No, I don't want you to be anti-Semitic. Don't paint you me this me way. You want me to be a Nazi, and I am not. Just thought. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I am not a Nazi. It's not that I want... I was just curious what... If you would. I know. I know, I... but I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> and then I wondered if I pushed it, maybe. And then I knew it wouldn't happen. I'm sorry to not make your dreams come true. disappointing. How's it going? Uh, here. Yeah. Yeah. Present. Present. The summer is almost over. Yeah. The weather's telling us that. Yeah. I feel like it went by way too quickly. My daughter goes back to school next week. Whoa. Because she's in the French board here. Oh. And they start a week before. Are you ready? I'm very much looking forward to Do you it. have like the back to school supplies? She's in grade one. It's still I think they actually school. just sent the list today. That's a big so. deal, grade one. Yeah. Is she, is she she's ready? nervous. Yeah. Because mainly be just, nervous. I think it's, she just doesn't know. But the good thing is one of her friends is in her class. Okay. They sent the class list. and So it'll be good for her. But yeah, back to school. Do you remember back to school when you were going back to school? And it would start in like August. And this was when TV was a thing. Yeah. Right? So you had commercials and yeah. like all of that. Zellers, back to school. <laughs> back to school shopping. Yeah. The, the advertisement started relentlessly in August. And it's just like, I've been off for a month. Yeah. Let me enjoy the second <laughs> half of this summer. And I feel like it doesn't feel that way anymore. You don't, I'm not bombarded with it. And I'm wondering if there's other places people could be. People don't have cable television the same way. That's true. They really aren't. And like you don't get flyers the same way you used to. So I feel like you're less bombarded with it now. Yeah. Also, we both don't work in like a mall setting anymore. Yes. So like we're not kind of inundated with all that. That's true. Yeah. We both used to work retail and so that was a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Less so when we worked at Nordstrom. You said it. Whoa. I mean, (laughs) they no longer exist in Canada. (laughs) We did work there. No, but the kids kids sometimes. Kids sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But people are not likely to be doing it. But like when you're in the mall, you see it all. Yes, yes, yes. When you're in the mall, you really see it. And especially those weekends before the amount of fam, like parents and kids who would be in the mall, you'd be like, oh, it's back to school. Time. The amount of people who come up to you and be like, where's Old Navy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. Yeah. But speaking of back to school, we haven't talked about your movie list in a while. Oh my God. Yeah. But let's give the, our listeners an update. Okay. So, how, you don't, not, <laughs> let's go through the entire list of like, what, 200 movies at this point? I'm at 240, I think. Yeah. 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 So, and how's today, it going? Yeah. Today's the 233rd day. Here, yeah. why don't I pull it sure. up? Sure. Actually, I mean, I already have you it. You have it open? I have, well, I have a why tab. Why would you make me open? do that? <laughs> it's right here. How Let's dare keep you. the tab. Yeah, Did you bookmark it? Uh, yeah. Okay. I like to see where you are sometimes, there just sporadically. I'm at 240. And it's 234 today. So, you're seven days ahead. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Oh, not bad. Yeah. I'm impressed, Mita, that you're keeping this going. I did it. And you're so over the hump. Now, now you... Have to do it. it right? Like, yeah. now's at a point, like, if I fail, like, that's really bad. It's really sad. It's really sad. The The problem, though, is I am going on vacation yeah. for almost three weeks mm-hmm. in October. So I need to get to a point where I have three weeks of, like, I need to be three weeks ahead by the time my vacation starts. Not necessarily. You could also No, catch... I need to. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what were you going to say? You could technically <laughs> catch up after, too, right? Like but maybe the, not maybe not all three weeks, but like even like a week. It gets tricky because November November I could maybe try to catch yeah. up, but it's a December shorter month. Yeah. December it's impossible to catch yeah. up if I lose track. Yeah. So I really do and need, you need to be to, okay. ahead. I mean I respect it and I don't I don't want to be a part of your failure. November is <laughs> busy for me because of the volley. So <laughs> that yeah. one one day. But there's also in invariably because it's holiday movie time, you watch so many more new movies. Yeah. We you and I were gonna go to the movies after recording today and there's nothing to see. No, they're really it's junk right now. It's junk. It's such a junky time. So we're not gonna we go. contemplated going to Rocky Rani, but we couldn't the seats were not really great. No. And also like both of us are kinda tired. I've seen it three times. Yeah, I'm still gonna go a third time, but yeah. like 
it was that or talk to me and talk to me honestly we'll just watch it it'll be on a streamer like within a month (laughs) i don't think it's gonna be like barbarian it's not getting that kind of buzz no barbarian was getting the buzz yeah right like it just was so wild it was wild yeah and crazy (laughs) but it really was yeah and i don't think yeah that's a movie theater experience i wish i'd seen that in a bigger audience how many people? It was a I really was like small audience of, yeah. when I saw it. I would have that like feeling of like WTF that would have like, been in the air. Yeah, yeah. I w- I would have loved to have had that. And I didn't. It's sad. Mm, one day. One. No, it's done. No. <laughs> Some places are playing Beauty and the Beast today. I so know. like, <laughs> it's so strange. It's maybe, but also like I've also noticed they're playing like random. They're playing like family movies. I think because. It's I think like summer, summer summer camps are done and everything, and so like these last two weeks, it's a lot of parents trying to find things to do with their kids. Yeah. And so that's what really else? that that really is what it is. I'm gonna segue without a segue. Cool. I was trying to find a segue. Yeah. But Rita, what's happening with Scooter Braun? <laughs> I actually didn't know until you brought it up really? earlier today. No, I mean I was busy at work today, so like I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't on TikTok, so I wasn't seeing anything. I even went on TikTok like just now, and I couldn't see anything. So it's not coming to me. It's not my news to know. But <laughs> from what I, de- I can tell, yeah. everybody's leaving. It. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So why? I heard one thing is he's like trying to step out of management and maybe more run more of his businesses. That's what I read. I don't know how true that is. Another thing is like artists just don't want to work with him anymore because he's not collaborative like they thought he was. But was he responsible for the Taylor Swift debacle? <laughs> Nadine. <laughs> Oh, did I just open a Pandora's box? You, really you have did. three minutes to talk about this. I don't know all the details, but essentially, like, he was part of the sale of... Uh, Her like, repertoire. Yes. Um, and she was never approached to, like, do you want to sell this to these people? Are you willing to buy? Like, she was never really approached about it. And then nobody ever asked her. Like, once the music was sold, nobody was like, well, what do you want to do with it? People weren't letting her get access to the art that she had made. And he was a big part of that. Okay. Um, And he has gone on to, like, not to insult her, really, and be like, no, she was. And, like, it became a whole he said, she said kind of thing. And it's, like, a messy sort of thing that is just, like, you know, out there. We won't really ever know what happened. No, you like, you never will. And I think that's the, the reason I'm asking is because, like, it wasn't just tablet publications like Dyed Prada or whatever yeah. or like Do Mew or whatever. It was like Variety posted. Like yeah. what the hell is happening? With- and I was just like, oh, this is if Variety, like an actual publication yes. is asking this question and they don't have to gossip. That's something is going on. The only one that's confirmed though is Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato has confirmed she and she yes. have split amicably. That's what they're yes. saying. The Ariana Grande is not confirmed yet. Neither is Justin Bieber. It's okay. still like all up in all the up air. All up in the air. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But I wouldn't, I I think, I actually do think he's probably focusing more on his business side than his So you think he's side. he's kind of just I think there's more money for away. him to make okay. on the business side than Fair the enough. management side. I don't know. But all of this, while I was like looking into the articles, I was like, oh, this reminds me of like Entourage. Really? <laughs> yeah, I felt like, oh, like, what if Vinny Chase just decided to leave Ari Gold? Like, this is what the articles would look like. And I felt a little bit sentimental, but I've never rewatched Entourage. And I oh, don't, I don't think that's going to age well. I don't want to yeah. because I don't think it's yeah. going to age well. But it, when it was on, that was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. And I was way too young to be watching it. You know what it made me realize is that, like, I feel like we think we're closer to Hollywood gossip than we are. Yeah. Like, there is a lot happening that people just don't, don't know, know about or you know conversations about like people being cast in movies or things you feel like i think we're a part of an age where you think you know everything but yeah. there's so much like you hear that gal gadot was supposed to be barbie yeah i think it's probably like some big some deal. big yeah but it was like no they probably just like considered her <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and like the telephone of it evolved yeah and that was a conversation that probably happened like five years ago like before the pandemic realistically Mm -hmm. so it feels like news but it's not and i just i just find that interesting that we think we have more knowledge than we do also that we think that we have the right to to that that knowledge knowledge. yeah 
quite frankly, I shouldn't know about an artist's record deal, and I shouldn't know about like who their manager is. The manager shouldn't be a celebrity. The, the celebrity mm-hmm. in this situation. I think that's what the issue with Scooter Braun is. Is like he obviously he likes, wants yeah. to be the celebrity in these situations, and like no, there's a business side to it. Like just keep it as business side. It's fine if you want to like understand business and like the behind the scenes of a deal. And might I say? insanely complicated business as well. Yeah. It is not black and white. No. I remember two years ago, was it? So there was... You saw Jug Jug Geo. Yes. That was a part of Dharma's live. It was produced by Dharma and Karin Johar. And there's a song in there, Nach Punjabin, that was... What's the word I'm looking for? There's a Punjab, there's a Pakistani song called Nach Punjabin yeah. by Abral Ar-Ul And it's the same song that they essentially bought the rights to. And redid for the Indian movie. He went on Twitter after the trailer went up and the song went up. And he's just like, no one from Dharma reached out to me. They're copying my song, etc., etc. And then Dharma tweeted back being like, actually, we contacted your label. We bought the song. Here's the contract. And it was like embarrassing. Yeah. He's an artist who should know that. But it's, it's this idea that... And now he's put that out there and people are like, oh, they're just copying. They're just copying. And I'm like... We're not in an age where you can just copy and get away with it anymore. If that's happening, there's some legal work that you don't need to worry about. Yeah. It's happened. It's done. And that's embarrassing as an artist that you don't know that. And that you thought that that information should be for everyone to hear because you're trying to malign them. And they pretty much just slapped it back in your face. Do you think that maybe that person did know, but they still wanted the clout? It's very possible, but I don't think so. I think he was just that oblivious to it. He didn't know. He that. just didn't know how music works. His and people weren't telling him. No, they weren't. Or like he just didn't ask. Yeah. Like he saw the trailer, it went viral, yeah. and then he was just like, "That's my song. No one asked me." Blah blah blah. And there was like, actually, and they like they gave the the chain of title. They were like, "Well, actually, we contacted the publication who owns the song, who owns the song in India, and here's the like." They it was very like black and white and. I don't know, it's like you're saying, we don't need to know the business of it. Just listen to the song and move on from it. Yeah. And we don't need to be we don't need to be privy to all of that information. Exactly. It's just too much. Yeah. I also just want to say that <laughs> Swifties in general are a little excessive. There's that. they're a lot, of yeah, course. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And for some reason, two weeks ago I was having a conversation with my family about Taylor Swift tickets. And like we were just talking about it. And then the next day, my algorithm on Instagram was Oh, Taylor Swift videos. Yeah. It was a lot. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. And the people are kind of... Some of them are Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. I then... love them, but they're Looney Tunes. Yeah. I don't love them. I'm... <laughs> are you When you go to the concert and when it comes to Toronto, are you going to be a Looney? No, I don't. I think I have like a healthy approach to yeah? it. Yeah. If I can get tickets, I probably mm-hmm. won't. Apparently I... she's adding more... Dates in Canada. I mean, if she does, great. Do you think she's going to add to Ottawa? No, I don't think she'll come to Ottawa. It's not big enough. Well, she is, this is a stadium tour. Yeah. So, like, she'd have to go to Lansdowne. I can't picture Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift at Lansdowne. Lansdowne. So, like... Why does it have to be a stadium? Because this is the tour. I don't know if she would do Scotiabank Place. Is it Scotiabank Place, though? Yeah. It's not Canadian Tire Center? No, it's Scotiabank. <laughs> oh, wait. Is it Canadian Tire Center? Anyways. The place. The place in Ottawa where we have concerts. Yeah. Maybe she'll do Lansdowne. Maybe she'll do Le Breton Flats. But like a lot outdoor concert? Yeah. But seating wouldn't be... You need stadium seating for that concert. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's something to think about, Taylor. She did that for Lover. Did she? For Lover, she didn't do stadium tours. She did like... Flat. Flat. Yeah. <laughs> like flats. No. Flats. She did more open venue yeah, yeah, yeah. concept venues and like okay. she didn't go to very many cities. She only went to like a handful. Did you go see Love? No. Because okay. she only went to a handful of cities. Okay. So. But now she's coming to Toronto. Mita. Yeah. Mita, I'm putting it out in there. You're going to go see her. I'm going to go see her. Okay. Yeah. Let's hope if I can go see yeah. the Maybe Aris she's tour. coming to, if she's coming, she's, if she's doing more Canadian dates, she's definitely doing Montreal then. Yeah. So Maybe. that's a lot crossed. more manageable. Yes. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. I'm not putting pressure. But I'm not like a crazy... You're not that person. I no, know. I'm not going to like b- 
build a costume. No. I have something that I know I'm going to wear, yeah. but I'm not going to like be sewing like yeah. till midnight the day or till two in the morning. It's been a little crazy seeing those videos yeah. and the, like the reactions of people and like... But some of the uh, artistry in that is really... It's, it's impressive, it's but it's yeah. also kind of ridiculous. It's, it's, it's like a lot. It's a lot. For someone who like doesn't know you exist. Do you know the bridge for Cruel Summer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's all these weird things I'm learning about, like Taylor Swift and her fandom. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. But But speaking of fandoms. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is that a segue? What did we watch this week? This week, Nadim, we watched the 1993 winner, Best Picture winner, Mm -hmm. Schindler's List. Yeah. Yes. The Shins. (laughs) And his list. And his list. Shinny's list. Oh, okay. Let's, uh... Let's, let's talk about it. let's talk about Oscar. Yeah. Okay. First, let me give an IMDb oh, description. Oh, Oscar and Oscar. Yeah. Oh my God, Oscar won an Oscar. <laughs> Look at that, Hardy Har Har. <laughs> okay. Let what me are give we it. pulling up here? I'm, oh. IMDb description. Right. Okay. It's on you. We're so hilarious. Okay. This is the IMDb description for yes. Schindler's List. In German-occupied Poland during World War II, industrialist Oskar Schindler gradually becomes concerned for his Jewish workforce after witnessing the persecution by the Nazis. That's pretty much it. You got it. Okay. I think we need to preface this with, we are not making light of Schindler's List or the Holocaust. No. There's kind of no other way to have this conversation, though, because Schindler's List is a gut-wrenching movie to sit through. It is a lot. It's a lot. It is three hours and three ten Three punishing hours. Three hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. Of the Holocaust. Of the Holocaust. Yes. Which was just an atrocity after an atrocity after an atrocity, ending with an atrocity. <laughs> like, It's a lot. It's a lot. There so, are no happy endings There are here. no happy endings here. So we're not making fun of the Holocaust or, or Judaism. Judy, Judaism or anything like that. Yeah. I think th- Schindler's List is a really difficult movie to actually review because I think it really transcends film. Yeah. Like it's... How do you... How do you sit down and criticize? Have... Yes, exactly. This specific subject matter. Yeah, yeah. And this specific film. Yeah. Because it's not just it's not just a movie about World War II. It's a documentary style replication of the things that the Jewish people went through during World War II, mm-hmm. and it's atrocious. It's like horrific to watch and it's experience. Sad. It's really just something else. So. How do you sit back and say, well... I didn't like it. I don't think it should have been black and white. <laughs> like, how do you do that? It's a, <laughs> so that was the entire time I was watching. I'm like, how are we going to have... I totally just let that criticism beat yeah. leave my mind. Really? Yeah, I was just like, we're not going to... We're not going to get into this with it. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I well, think... I'll have the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think there's a place where you acknowledge what Schindler's List is and what it stands for and everything. Yes. But I think my viewing of it this time was different. Mm-hmm. So I would like to hear your viewing experience. Okay. I watched it when it first came out in 93. Okay. So I remember this was kind of the definitive. Wait, the night when you were eight? So it was a definitive. It was a definitive <laughs> moment in my Oscar experience. Okay. This is the first Oscars I remember. Oh, I remember. Well, I didn't stay up for this. I fell asleep. Obviously, I was eight in '93, and it would have been the '94 Oscars. But I was eight, and I remember watching, and I remember it being a thing at that time. And then from then onwards, I essentially knew when it was every year, and I focused on it. Blah 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 blah. Yes. So this was a turning point because Schindler's List was unavoidable. It was everywhere at that time. It was the thing. It was it was Barbenheimer, essentially, <laughs> at that time. It was... Even uh, for an eight-year-old. Even for an eight-year-old. I was aware of it because they were showing it in schools. People in history classes were... It was, it was a big deal at the time. And so I was eight. My parents rented it on VHS. It was two cassettes. You had to rent both of them. Um, and we watched it. I think my parents didn't know. I think at the time... It was really hard for her to have knowledge yes. of something, right? You don't have, like, reviews the same way. The same way. So your parents weren't watching, like, Siskel and um, Ebert. Ebert. And, like, yeah. even if they... This was just... This was the movie. And everyone knew what it was about, but I don't think you knew what you were getting into. So we watched it. I fell asleep. There was, like... There's, like, sex and boobs and sting things in here, but there's also, like, just other types of nudity. 
and violence and like they didn't know and like my sister i remember my sister falling asleep and my them watching it the next day and like i remember all of this and then i never watched it again until i watched it once in my 20s, early 20s, mm-hmm. when I lived in Vancouver and went to film school. And then I watched it recently because my wife had never seen it. Uh, so this is like the fourth time I'm seeing it. Okay. And my recollection of it, even though I've seen it recently, is that it's a movie about the Holocaust. Yes. It's not. It's a movie about Oscar Schindler and yeah. what he did during the Holocaust. And so I think my perspective of it is slightly different. Mm. I think it it gives me a bit more of a window into what I can and can't say about it. Okay. And also, like, I read a little bit more of the IMB trivia and things like, you know, this was offered to Roman Polanski first. Yes, I did. And, and it, it was, was, like, too much It was too, too much close to home. Yeah. Also, what an awful existence Roman Polanski has had. Like, overall, like, he's been... I mean, it kind of explains a lot. It explains <laughs> a lot about yeah. him, right? And, like, I'm not saying he gets like, to get out of jail, no, but, it's like... it's just, like, they're obviously... But... Hurt he, people hurt people. Yeah, yeah, and he, he was a Holocaust survivor whose wife was murdered by Charles Manson. Wife and unborn child. Yeah. Like, that's... A, that's, that's, it's, that's, a, it's a that's a lifetime lot. that I wouldn't want no, to No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, it was offered to him. It was offered to Martin Scorsese. Yeah. It was offered to a couple of other major directors, and they kind of passed over it. So there's something that felt very much like, okay, so this was still... It was treated and produced like any other film. Mm-hmm. Like it still, it had to go through the ringer. It had to, it still had to go through development. It still did everything. And this is where it landed with Steven Spielberg. If I'm a studio, yeah, I'm not maybe wanting to make this. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really sure. <laughs> or if this is what, what we want to be. At the end of the day, this still has to make money. Yeah. Especially because this was an expensive movie to make. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's an important story, but like, how is this going to... What is, what's the economics of this? Yeah. So I, I viewed it a little differently this time. And I think there's a, there's a place for criticism of certain things. Okay. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> I had only ever seen Schindler's List once before. And it was in high school. And I... I can't... It wasn't in class, but we were talking... Oh, okay, now I remember (laughs) why it came up. So my my media studies teacher in high school, the her first date with her husband was Schindler's List. Was Schindler's List like the Seinfeld? Yeah, (laughs) making out. Yeah. So she told us the story, and like people were laughing, and I was like, "Well, I've never seen it, so I don't know why I should be laughing." (laughs) Like I didn't know what it was about either. It just wasn't in my recollection yeah. like nobody had ever spoke about it which is so odd because like we're only six years apart so like yeah. why is there such a difference between something that was so prominent yeah. in yours but not in my lifetime and so then I did watch it then and I just remember having the feeling of like this is a movie about the holocaust yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, this yeah. is what yeah. it is yeah um and just being very emotional watching it again and I knew that that was going to be my feelings going into yeah. this like in terms of criticizing things. And I I do see what you're saying is this isn't a movie about the Holocaust versus like this is actually about Oscar Schindler. But while I was watching it, I was thinking of it more into the lens of like, this is a Steven Spielberg movie, but like in terms of his filmography, this is quite the feat versus like what we're used to from Steven and what we criticize him for. Yes. Yes. And so I was kind of just watching that of like, wow, does does this feel... Like Spielberg to me, I think at times it does. It does at yeah. times, like in the. I would say in the first half, it really does. Like maybe oh, interesting. First, yeah, I think the end it does. You think the ending? Yeah, oh. the ending specifically is oh, very yes, Spielberg. That to me. yes, but I thought more of like Girl in the Red Coat. Yes, that's very Spielberg. Like too. that's very yeah. Spielbergy to me. But then as we're like transitioning and we're seeing them in the workplace and we're seeing them going into the camps and things like that. I was like, that doesn't feel... Yeah, and I get that. There's just, there's certain things about how this is directed that is very... Look, at the end of the day, all things aside, this is a a feat of filmmaking. It's a, it is a, and it's a very important film because I think, I don't think a movie has ever captured what the, what that was like Mm -hmm. and put the fear of God in all of us while watching it. That like, how must that have been for these people? awful it was and like what they went through all of that and i think you you that's in its place 
You can't take that away from the no. film. But there are things about this that are very Spielbergian. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the girl in the red coat, that's a great example of it. Yeah. I find things like Oscar's speech at the end a little cheesy even. Yeah, that was something actually that was really, that it I wanted really, to discuss. Yeah. I want to discuss Liam Neeson just like in general. Okay. <laughs> of like, do we think that this is the best choice? Do we think Liam Neeson is like this dramatic actor? I mean, he it works. He's good in this, but I just I I have a hard time watching him now. Post Taken. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time taking him. Seriously. But who could have done this then? I couldn't think of anybody though. No. That at that time, that yeah. would have maybe like anybody who had some sort of like celebrity. Oh, I think. Harrison Ford was offered the part. Yeah, that, he, that, was, that was a terrible idea. Exactly. Yeah. He seems like nobody wants to see Indiana Jones. Exactly. But yeah. that's that's the kind of thing that Spielberg should have recognized himself. Yeah. That, you know, like, you need to cast a nobody to play this part. Mm-hmm. And, like, you need to look away from the stardom of it. Because Liam Neeson, Ben Kingsley, and Ralph Fiennes was less Ralph Fiennes at the time. I would have liked to see Ralph Fiennes as Oscar. Maybe, yeah. I think, he, yeah. I think he could have done that. I think he's a better performer he than is a, Liam he's Neeson definitely is. definitely a better performer. Yeah. But I think, may, and maybe, look, speaking about like conversations that you have behind the scenes about the business, the studio might have been like, you need to cast like faces. Yeah. In order to like push Was this Liam Neeson somebody then? Good question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I only know him as like. Taken. Taken. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's... And Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And husband of Natasha Richardson. But fine. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Neeson maybe wasn't... Ben Kingsley was an Oscar winner at this point. Yeah. He was Gandhi. He was Gandhi. So, like, he... We have... He was a somebody. Yeah. So, maybe the idea that, like, he should have cast just... Everyone should have been nobodies, but who knows? Maybe that wasn't in Stephen's control. Yeah. But the idea that you wanted to cast Harrison Ford as... Oscar Schindler is kind of like you. That's really it's, that's it's, not feels like an obvious choice not to do. Also, like I love Harrison Ford. Yeah, movie star, not Mo- an actor. He's not an actor. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think he could have pulled that off no. at all. Movie star though. Yeah, yeah. But all this to say that there are things very Spielbergian about this yeah. that ta- almost take you out of it a little bit from here to from here to there, mm-hmm. and none of the sequences that show the. Jewish side of stuff, I'll say. So things about anytime you're seeing the Jews having to experience something, whether it be the liquidation or them in concentration, moving, you know, to like Auschwitz or any of their experiences mm-hmm. feel very authentic and very real. Anytime one of the movie stars is involved, it starts to falter, I find. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like even that sequence where... You check to separate yourself from yeah, it? Yeah. Like even that sequence where Ralph Fiennes goes to... One of the factories and the guy who's building hinges. Yeah. And he's like, make me a hinge. Mm-hmm. There's something about that whole sequence that feels so directed. Mm. As to like, this would have actually really happened yes. in that factory. Exactly. Like, factory. would it have happened in that way? And like that, it just... And maybe because he's based on a real person. Yeah. He's a survivor. So maybe that is how maybe it played out. Play, but yeah. even it just feel... It, the, the material of it feels like a movie. And some of it doesn't feel like a movie. Some of it feels like you're watching mm-hmm. like an eyewitness account of what went down. Like a documentary. Like a documentary. And so maybe it's a little bit of that. It doesn't connect maybe fully. Yeah, I could see that, that that's there. I th- It's hard to wrap your mind around because it is like I was very in my emotions. Like through, I had a hard time watching it. Oh my god, it still is hard to watch, (laughs) but it's easy to watch. Like in in a way that it's it's hard to watch as a film. But it's 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 never slow, it's never meandering. No. Like it's it's very engaging as a film. But I did find a lot of those scenes just like I had to look away Mm. at some points just because like I was like, I'm gonna cry if I maybe I'm just emotionally in a raw place right now. Absolutely, yeah. But like the scenes with the children I couldn't watch because like Well also now you have children. I have children and though those those sequences are like horrifying. That sequence where they're meant to leave they're separating the like healthy from the sick and they put all the kids on the truck. I was just like like how do you how do you yeah how well, do even you the do? little girl herself yeah. yeah but that that's the thing Mita that doesn't so you say that that separates yeah right did you do you know what the Audrey Hepburn yeah. yeah that was real life yeah yeah but I think that that is more 
Because, like, when I think about Stephen, yeah, <laughs> our friend Stephen, our friend Stephen, there is like there is this element of like surrealism with a lot of his stories. Like, even when he's telling, like, I mean, okay, like an alien wouldn't come down and like be your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> or may- maybe that was based on something. Maybe that's based on. Something. I don't know, yeah. but there is this like sort of like magical element. Yeah. That kind of takes place, like even with um, the Fablemans, like there is something like. It is very much day-to-day life, like mm-hmm. ordinary, but there, I felt, I know you might have not felt this, but I did feel some sort of like, some, some like, there's like fairy dust yeah. everywhere, right? He's, he's not, he's not making marriage story. No. Right? Like, yeah, it's, it's not, not like that kind of It's not like ground emotion. level filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It really is meant to be movie magic. Yes. Like, even if it's about the people, it's still movie magic people. Yeah. You know that you're watching a movie. Yeah. Even with, though the, like, there school. are elements of this that are very much like documentary, yeah. like you still know that you're in a movie. I guess that's what you're trying to say, though, yeah. is that that's what sort of takes it away. Yeah. So maybe it's not as great as people think it is. I also think I think the discussion around this movie has universally just been difficult for people to have. I don't think, and I don't think it matters. No. If I'm being honest, yeah, like, like we I don't have to have a critical yeah. eye. Like on that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we're this doing. This was an important story to tell. To tell. It doesn't. And he told it beautifully. And he told it magnificently. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no notes about like, I don't think you should have done this. Yeah. I don't like the acting. Uh, that's Steven. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> this wasn't accurate. <laughs> like, that's not the point. Why didn't you have them speaking Hebrew? Yeah, exactly. Why are they all in <laughs> or English? He, did you know he initially wanted to have it in the German language? Yeah. yeah. And then, but then he couldn't direct it properly. Yeah. So again, it doesn't matter. You made a magnificent film, an important film in history, full stop, period. Yeah. But I think when you... When critics, that is their job. And right now, this is our job, is to be critically analytical of the film, right? Like, yeah. that's what we're meant to do. So I think it's there's always been a place of difficulty for people to assess it from that place. Yeah. Because how do you be like, well, the liquidation scene <laughs> didn't really work for me. Like, yeah. how do you... It doesn't bend well with it's, the yeah. story. Yeah. It doesn't move... Oscar well. wouldn't have done <laughs> that. Yeah. Like... How, do you, how, do you, how are you critical of something that was so awful to experience? And whether the lighting and the cinematography and the acting and the... Who cares? And something that also is universally just accepted by those who were affected yeah. by the Holocaust. Like, people... From what I understand, like say that this is extremely, extremely accurate, accurate yeah. representation of what happened. Yeah. And so like, how do you say to that person, well, the movie should have had this instead. Yeah, like, exactly. And I, th- but that said, is it a five star rating? Well, we're not there yet. But, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know we're not getting there, but that's, that's the that's question, the question about yeah. like, that's that we're trying to answer here. This is. No less than a four-star movie, let's be brutally yeah. honest. But, like, is it higher than that? Or is it? Or, well, it's. I think we know it is. <laughs> you, because you can't. You, yeah. you, you can't. You're kind of an asshole if you want to. Right? Yeah. But isn't that kind of dumb? Like, shouldn't we be able to say, hey, I just didn't like it? I think there are people who probably wouldn't like this. Normal. Not Nazis. Yeah. Not, no, no, not no, no. like yeah, yeah. anti-Semitic. No, yeah. Like, honestly, when I did watch it that first time in high school, I remember thinking, like, this is about the Holocaust yeah. and this is, like, very hard to watch. But also, like, at that time, I was like, I'm a little bit bored yeah. with what I'm watching. I think certain people would also yeah. probably still be bored. There are people who this is not, like, they are regular people, not yeah. Nazis or not anti-Semitic, who would just think, like, this is kind of a boring watch. But... This is my question. Do people say, hey, I think it's kind of boring, and are you on- automatically labeled anti-Semitic for thinking so? I don't think so. I okay. think you can say it's boring and yeah. not be anti-Semitic. Yeah. And not be anti-Semitic, yeah. Yeah, not <laughs> so, be considered anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, you can say something is boring. Because there are people who just don't like history. Yeah, and yeah. Find it, exactly. <laughs> and that's fine. People a, are going to watch Oppenheimer and think, that's yes, boring. exactly. It's the same notion. It has nothing to do with the actual, like... Yes, because it's like saying awful what happened in history. I don't need yeah. to see a movie about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the connection. I think what also I find interesting is that I've never heard someone call this their favorite movie, except for one time. Ooh. And... This this was, it's one of those moments in your your memory that like sticks out. There is this girl that my friends in university were friends with, and I then by association became like semi friends with her. Okay. And we got into a bit of an argument once. I don't remember what it was. Okay. But I asked her so, and it was in the argument. I asked, so what's your favorite movie then? And she yeah. said Schindler's List, and I was just like, 
It's not. And you're saying that she was like, um, they were, she was in science, she wanted to go to med school. So she was set it to appear artful. Okay. And she, like, there was clear intent behind saying that. Yeah. And at the time, I couldn't really articulate that. But that's what that was. You're saying it because it's a smart choice. You don't really realize yeah. it makes you sound like an idiot to say because no one's favorite Their movie, movie is Schindler's List. What if it was though, and you were really rude to that girl? But it wasn't. Nita. <laughs> she was Hindu. It wasn't her favorite. It's not telling her. Hindus can't love Schindler. But they're not going to. But that's my point. Is that she wanted to appear away? She is that high school. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I like Rocky in yeah, high school. Exactly. <laughs> Just because you want to up, you want to give an appearance, but. All this to say is that you can't, you're not going to say this is a bad film, but I've never met a single person who has been like, it's an amazing life transformative film either, right? Like, no, I've never met anybody say authentically and really that Schindler's List was their their favorite favorite film. Yeah. No, and I honestly, I don't think it should be anybody's favorite. No. Also, because even if I could see, you've never seen The Pianist. Yes, Roman Roman Polanski's The Pianist? Yes, I could see The Pianist being someone's favorite m- movie. Because The Pianist is about him. And it's and about his so experience. Much, yeah. It's not so much about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. It's about a person living through the Holocaust and what they experience. Yes. This is actually about people going into concentration camps and people going into gas chambers. Like, that's plotting. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult to be like, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I loved watching them go. I love watching Auschwitz it go. By accident. Exactly. <laughs> so then it begs the question: mm-hmm. Was this ever going to lose Best Picture? Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> there was no chance. There was right? no way. There was that you that it would. Yeah. This was. There's a few years. I think more than anything, written and in, an interesting time because. We know what the zeitgeist was yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we know the feeling of, like, what... I remember knowing Schindler's I mean, List was I going don't, to... I was two. You you weren't, <laughs> but you're going to get to a point where you weren't two, yeah. right? In, like, ten years, you're going to remember, oh, well... I remember how big Titanic was. Right? Yeah. We all remember how big Titanic was. Yeah. And Schindler's List was kind of the same thing. There was There was no chance this was going to lose. And let's see what the options were. Okay. Especially because Mita has a fan favorite in here. Yes. So we have In the Name of the Father, yes. The Remains of the Day, yeah. The Piano, yeah. and The Fugitive. Yes. So I've seen The Piano and The Fugitive. Same. I've not seen In the Name of the Father and The Remains of the Day. Yeah. I haven't seen either of those. I had to rent them and I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to watch The Remains of the Day, but... I wanted to watch In the Name of the Father. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wanted to see... I do want to see both, especially because I do really like Jim Sheridan, but... I just didn't have the energy. There you go. That's a lot. Yeah. Both of those. But we have seen The, the Piano, the piano. Which we reviewed on this podcast. Yeah. Yes. And we've seen The Fuge. Yes. Mita loves The Fuge. I love The Fugitive. Is The Fugitive five stars? Um, That's a good question. I didn't get to rewatch it. No. I was going to try to before we recorded, but I didn't. Yeah. I think I need another watch to, okay. to see if it does hit it. It's definitely like in the four, four and a half range. Should we watch The Fugitive tonight? No, we can watch something new. <laughs> well, actually, if you want to. No, I don't. We'll watch you feel like falling asleep? Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Watch the Fuge. Um, but none of these stood a chance against Shimmer's List. No. No, there was no chance. I don't no even know like, what the question Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> but here's the thing. They didn't stand a chance. We know why it won. There's no, like, mystery. Did it deserve the win? It is a good film, yeah. though. Like, I see your points of that. Yeah. There are parts of it that are kind of, like, disconnected, and they do feel, like, a bit, like, Spielberg-y. But even those parts are well-made. They they maybe aren't executed to the best that they could have been. Like, they do... There is that disconnect, but that's still a good film. Yeah. It's a strong film. What I want to talk about a little bit, mm-hmm. just just because it's Stephen. Yeah. 1993 also was the release... A Just Jurassic right. Park. Yeah, what a year for yeah. one man. That is wild. It's wild. And I was sitting there, and Jurassic Park is one of my favorite yeah. movies. And I was like, is Jurassic Park a better film than Schindler's, Schindler's List. List? I think it is. Okay. <laughs> I think what Jurassic Park does and, like, has still maintained is pretty spectacular. And, like, I think... 
the subject matter of Schindler's List is always going to be like that's what you're going to get recognized for. That's what you're going to get the Academy Award for. But when I think about like when you what that's it. Yeah, it's the subject matter that won Best Picture. It's not the is it the filmmaking? Whereas like if you think about the filmmaking in Jurassic Park, that was that changed. Yeah, it changed cinema. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that should be recognized. That VFX, what are, what are we, like, 30 years later, is still miraculous. Mm-hmm. Those dinosaurs are incredible. Those dinosaurs are real. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> incredible to watch. It's, like, nothing you've ever seen before. But Schindler's List is about the Holocaust. <laughs> and so, yes, like, if I'm in the Academy, I'm going to say, like, the movie about the Holocaust is yeah. going to be the, the winner, baby. But, and, like... That's the thing. It's become a joke of sorts, right? Like the joke is, is that not the, the Holocaust itself hasn't just become a joke. There's, if you want to win an Oscar, make a Holocaust movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's wrong, though. I don't either. Yeah, I think like that is a very important part of history, and like, yeah. obviously, if you're gonna make a film, and it's, I think. Like, the, the we mo- are saying it's becoming a joke, but it also still is a well-made film. Like, we're not... Schindler's List, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It like, still I... has to stand on its feet. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You're about the Holocaust. Okay. And that instantly puts you a step forward, I'd say. Yeah. Like, it does kind of separate you because the subject matter itself is so dire and serious. Mm-hmm. But the movie still has to stand on its two feet as a movie. And I, for the record, think Schindler's List does. Yes. I think there are things about it that I don't love, but I think it's still, it is an arresting film. It's a very engaging film. It's watching a train wreck in the best way. Yeah. Because you are watching horror pass by, but it's done in a, a very arresting way. It's hard to look away from it. But I want to ask you something. Oh my God, please. Schindler's List or Jurassic Park? What am I voting for? Yeah. Not for an Oscar. Like, uh, for Nadim's Oscars. For the Noscars. (laughs) (laughs) Jurassic Park. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And this does... That's not to take away from Schindler's List. It's that, like, Schindler's List, it's in... I think think when I think about, like, filmmaking, Schindler's List... This is going to sound weird. I think it was the easier film to make in in that tech both technically technically but also in terms of because i'm I'm sure that steven spielberg has an emotional connection connection and the difficulty in making that 100 i completely understand i'm just saying in terms of like if if the pieces are there it's easier to connect those pieces for schindler's list Mm -hmm. jurassic park a lot more could have gone wrong yeah and a lot more should have gone wrong yeah that's kind of Jurassic what I'm trying Park, to get at. In a nutshell, is very is a cheese ball movie. Oh, it's soups cheese. Yeah, but it works and it still flies. And it's full of cheese ball moments, and it's still like it still it flies. Yeah. It's mass boiling entertainment at its finest. Mm-hmm. And Schindler's List is also not fine art. Schindler's no. List is not Parasite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The subject matter is what grounds Schindler's List. Yeah. And you're showing us the atrocities and you've gathered all this information and these stories that have been handed down. And it's an incredible anthology of information that doesn't necessarily make a great film. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, there's, there's, there's this disconnect about it being a, an, a, a piece of iconography and history and it being a film i just don't think it's a great film i think it's an incredibly made film it's an incredibly important film it deserves all its accolades it does it deserves its place in history yeah but in terms of what this in terms of storytelling which is what movies are no no i can see that the whole time watching it i also was thinking of like how, how much I enjoy the sound of music and how you criticized me. <laughs> <laughs> Did they criticize you? You, yeah, you were saying that, like, don't you think it should be a little bit more serious? There are literal Nazis following them around, and you just love the sing song of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stand by that, yeah. 
I, for the record, actually really love The Pianist. And yeah. I think it's actually a stronger Holocaust movie because uh-huh. it's not about... It's so hard to talk about. I haven't you watched don't, it in a long time. You don't want to be dismissive of this crucial point in history that was so definitive and defining, especially for, you know, a sect of people. That's not it. But I just find The Pianist... But you're not criticizing the history. Yeah. You're criticizing the film. And there is a separation. Yeah. Yeah. And I just find The Pianist is a more refined film. Mm. It's a more refined film. I actually find it more emotionally It's engaging. a stronger filmmaker, though. It's a stronger filmmaker. Yeah. Like, Spielberg is... Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Top tier. Yes. But, but he's not Roman Polanski. No. He's not Martin Scorsese either, for that matter. No. He's Steven Spielberg. He's Steven Spielberg, and he has his place. And Steven Spielberg is better at Jurassic Park than he is at Schindler's List. Yeah. And if Schindler's List had been the exact same movie, but about different subject matter, I don't know if we would... It it wouldn't be an Oscar-winning film. Yeah. What would that subject matter be? But you know what? But that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like, if it was about the Irish famine. Yeah, or whatever. I just don't... like. If it's like um, The Post... I was, yeah, I was just going to say The Post or Lincoln. Yeah. It's just, they're not they're good not movies. Those are boring yeah. ass films, yeah. both of them. They are not engaging. And that's what the other thing is. I think Schindler's just the content is engaging. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily how he presents it. Yeah. Because the things that he puts in himself, especially that last speech, is cheese balls, man. Mm-hmm. And it really takes you out of it. This one ring, mm-hmm. this car. And I was just like, I get what you're trying to do, but She's like. He's not the greatest performer. No, he's That's not. That's when I was like, just like, somebody else could have done this. But even, even the, the last, the, the like epilogue of it with the survivors and the and actors the playing them in the stones, I'm just like, oh man, could we just not like do this? It just feels so inauthentic. You've told, you've spent three hours. People did do that though. They did? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure, <laughs> they, I'm sure they did do yeah. that. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need. To. I don't need it captured in this like inauthentic, manufactured way. I do understand though of wanting to show the names of the people. Yes, though. and the the and faces so like, of the real people. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You need something visually to be able to do the that. The picture could have done that too. But people are just gonna walk out of that theater. I don't think at that point. Like at that out. point of the movie, though, I sat there and I thought about like these people, what they, they went witnessed through. through those things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. And there's other things that, like, I don't know if you caught this, and I caught this this time. There's so many moments where the Jewish people, it's not one character in particular or one person, they're saying things like, well, this is the worst it's going to get. Well, it's going to get better from here. And they say it so often where you're like, don't give me these movie lines mm-hmm. about a place in history that was so off. We know it gets worse. We all know it gets worse than them being in the ghetto. Yeah. This is the beginning. We know that. Don't give us this dramatic irony or this foreshadowing, whatever like, it is you're trying to do. They don't realize how bad they, it's yeah. going to get. Um, they don't know. Like, that's yeah. what it feels like. And it's just like, that's it's icky. It's like, no, they don't know that they're going to be, like, burned alive or gassed or, like, humiliated like they don't they really don't, don't know, know what's waiting i don't need your dialogue we all know that everyone yeah. watching this is aware of what's going to happen we don't need the dialogue to sell it and it happens a lot, a lot. do i need to watch it a third time <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't think not so. anytime soon no like, all, yeah like i was down yeah. <laughs> it's not an easy film like, to no, watch thank you yeah <laughs> do you have any sequel prequel ideas <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> the Holocaust, the sequel. No. <laughs> that's terrible. But that's what I'm saying. That yeah. like, I'm not saying that there needs to be a sequel or a prequel. What I like... did like about this, though, yeah. <laughs> is there wasn't a lot of like the war aspect. There were other things, there are, and yeah. I didn't notice it this time. They mentioned not Hitler like once or twice. Yeah, I it's... like that he's not. Yeah, not involved. He's here. not involved. It's not about him. Yeah, like he's not. This is the about spotlight. the people that were affected. Yeah, I think that was really important. There were some really crucial things. The black and white is actually very. It was the right move. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. I I buy into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I'm making it sound like I dislike this. No, you're just being critical, which you're allowed to be. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like you're not criticizing history, you're criticizing the no. filmmaking of this. I'm not being like, do we need a movie about the Holocaust? Did we need to see all of this? And I don't I don't think that's it. I actually think it's a very important film. I'm just gonna go into my rating. Yeah, go yeah. for it. <laughs> I think it's a very important film and I do think we need movies like this. I just think that 
I would have liked to, I think, seen this exact same film made by a stronger filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And a filmmaker that succumbs less to his own style. Because Steven Spielberg, even in the best of moments, and this is a crowning achievement for him, and it will remain, this is the movie that he'll be remembered for. Yeah. It'll be like this E.T. Jurassic Park. Catch me if you can. No, no, not even close to me. I love Catch Me. <laughs> but this will be the thing he's remembered for. Yeah. It'll be the movie that goes in the background of his montage at the Oscars. Yeah. Like that's what it's going to be. AI. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we watched AI. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that's the thing. Me, that yeah. that's Steven Spielberg. That's Stevie. That's Steven for you. Yeah. He doesn't do this well, and I think I haven't seen The Pianist in years, and I'm going. I want to rewatch it, and I, like we're getting. The Chicago's here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like 10, 15 weeks away. It's a while. Chicago? Yeah. No, Nadim, like seven, eight weeks away. Really? Four, five, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2002? It's 2002. Yeah. Oh my God. We're almost there. I'm going <laughs> to watch it again because I think when I think about Holocaust. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when I think about. <laughs> Writing a book report, sorry, history report. When I think about the Holocaust, it makes me sad. When I I think about films about the Holocaust, so when I think about like Pianist or The Reader or whatever, I think something like The Pianist is just so much stronger as a film. It's not, this feels so Steven Spielberg. Like, so much of it feels like his influence and his ideas and his storytelling is like really in there and I feel like he wasn't able to remove himself from it and that is a little distracting I think there are parts of this that even from a filmmaking perspective are like amazing Mm -hmm. the sheer scale of this Mm -hmm. how he how he puts it together how it's all done the amount of I think importance that the the cast and crew must have given their time and energy to this to making this work like there's and this probably is a bit, it matters to people. There's probably people out there who don't watch it as critically and they don't define it as their favorite film, but they, you know, they're, they're probably Holocaust survivors or Jewish families who show this to their children or their grandchildren as like real examples of what, you know, people went through. So it is really important. It's just, it's such a complicated conversation to have. Yeah. So when I think about the Holocaust, I... I don't think I would rank this as even the best Holocaust movie. Mm-hmm. If that's a genre. If that's a genre. Yeah. But it is me. There's that many of them, mm-hmm. right? It is a genre. There are so many films about World War II and the Holocaust specifically. And I get that. It's a very important time in history. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to come out of that. But yeah, I do obviously think it deserves Best Picture. We know why it won Best Picture. Yeah. And according to Clint Eastwood, it's because of all the Jews. Oakland. Oakland. But this conversation is difficult to have because you can't... Maybe you can't pick it apart the way it should be picked apart, but I think we've done a decent job. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds like I didn't like this. I really respect Schindler's List. I will probably show it to my kids one day or if they watch it in school or whatever it is. I think it's a great part of history. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I'm going to end with four stars. Okay. That's where I'm going with it. Because it's not my favorite film. I don't have an emotional connection to yeah. it. But you cannot deny the importance of it. Yeah. You said something interesting there. You said the way that we should pick it apart. Do you think we should pick this apart or we could have picked this apart? Or I both? think films should be picked apart. Okay. I think art in general should have should have a place where it it's open to criticism. And I don't think this is open to criticism. And I don't think that's the movie's fault or Steven's fault or anything. It's the nature of the, the film. Or the way the world should the be, way, Yeah. We yeah. should be able... And I don't think... This is a... This shouldn't be a tough conversation. We should be able to be like... We all know the Holocaust was awful. We all know the Jews suffered. But Schindler's List sucks. Like, you should be able to say that. <laughs> that's not... The that's not my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying if someone wants to have that have conversation... That yeah. Then they should be able to have that conversation and say that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're allowed to. No. Because we live in a pretty shitty world yes. where everything gets taken out of context. Even if you explain yourself, 
people will misunderstand you. Exactly. And just to, uh, there are some reviews on Rotten Tomatoes that don't like this. They gave it a rotten score. Yeah. But they're so extreme. Oh. Someone called it a circus. And I'm just like, you're sounding anti-Semitic now. Yeah. Because I can say even objectively, this is, might not be the best movie. This is not a bad this is film. This a huge endeavor. This is a huge endeavor. Even from a critical, critical, critical standpoint, it is above average at worst. Yeah. Like at absolute worst. It's not terrible. This is not a, this is, this is a good film. Yeah. And a good film can be picked apart. You cannot call it a circus. It's not a one-star film. It's not. So when I'm reading those things, I'm like, it's might not be that, but it's definitely not this either. And you just don't like it because of your own personal beliefs, but we should be able to sit down and say, hey, I just, I don't think it's a great movie. Yeah. To get into my rating, though, and based off of that person's comment, they're making a comment making it seem like this is Steven Spielberg, the director of Hook, making Schindler's List. And, like, he's not the director of Hook when he made this. Like, there is a clear difference. Like, it's not the extreme cheese that we know that he's more than capable of. What's that other one that he did that's really, really bad? What's the... Steven Spielberg has done a lot of bad films. There's two really bad ones. There's Hook and there's another one. I can't remember. You said AI. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, like, there's so much potential in AI. But that's Stanley Kubrick. Stanley made a bad choice with that one. But anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was, like, on the brink of death at the time. (laughs) Whatever, Stanley. Yes. I understand why he asked him to do it. But anyways. (laughs) This could have gone. This could... That's the thing, though. Could this have gone, like, really cheesy because of the subject matter? I think, like... No, I don't think so. There isn't a way that he could have made this terribly. I think he put as much cheese in it as he could. He's As he possibly yeah. could. And, and I'm not mad at the cheese. Like, I'm not saying... I'm not saying this, that's what... Like, this shouldn't be in there at all. I think it is nice to have, like, some... It's not even levity, but there is just some sort of disconnect between like the actual horrors Mm. of the holocaust and like the story that's being told there because i also don't want to watch a three hour 15 minute movie that's all about the holocaust so you're not going to watch Shoah, the nine hour documentary about the holocaust no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i think that i am sensitive enough to it yeah to not have to experience that if i don't want to and I, I wouldn't want to watch a three-hour, 15-minute movie where that's all that's there. So I understand why he has, like, the girl in the red coat and why we have, you know, this ending of placing stones onto the grave and, and getting to see everybody's names. Like, that all works for me. Mm-hmm. I think that actually was very bright of him in those moments. Do I think it's a five-star movie, like, the way that it's talked about? Mm-hmm. No. Like, yeah. I think when you see, hear the name Schindler's List, people are going like, oh, well, yeah. top notch. Yeah. Like, can't touch it. It's not perfect. No. Because I also think to be a perfect movie, you have to have some sort of realm of, like, being entertainment. Like, I think to some degree. Yeah. yeah, like, Parasite is about something really sad. Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. But, like, there is, there is something still very enjoyable about it. And while I think this movie is, like, very important and the story told is told beautifully, I don't think it's enjoyable to watch. Like, I yeah. wouldn't say, let's go put on Schindler's List yeah. again. Like, you know what I'm feeling today? It's sh- Schindler? Shins. Yeah. Get me Oscar. Yeah. Like, nobody is, nobody's saying that. Yeah. To your point, that girl does not <laughs> She's <laughs> not her favorite movie. She's a liar. I wonder where she is right now. Who cares? <laughs> But I do see the importance of this. I do see the work that went into this. This is quite the endeavor. I think in less capable hands, it could go really poorly. Yes. Like it could not be as well structured as it is. It's hard for me to critique though. Like you're you're right in that we should be able to have this conversation, but it's just like where do I where do I even begin with something like this? Because it's so hard to actually like fathom in yeah. itself. But for a Holocaust movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard. I get it's it. hard. Yeah. It's hard to like to give a word to it. I know that for me it is four stars. Yeah. I I don't know what this says about me, but I do think like nine 
maybe 80% of that is the fact that it is just, it's a movie about the Holocaust. Yeah. And I think that that's fine, though. I think it's not, it's it's a movie about the Holocaust with the information presented in an interesting manner. Yeah. Like, it's information, let's just say there's information, there's the Holocaust and the things that happened, and there's many ways to show that, and he showed, he did show it in a way that was captivating. Mm Mm-hmm harrowing mm-hmm. it's harrowing because he did show it well yeah the right you have to give him he's that too he's doing his here. job because it shouldn't be something so light and sh- something, yeah. yeah you shouldn't mean like that was it that's that all they that, did yeah that's all that happened no what? no like it he it works what he's doing it's, here it absolutely it is a moving, works yeah. it's a moving piece and i think the thing is i think one of the things where he actually fails is that i don't think we actually get the the scale at which it happened there was of like four million yeah. people who were not murdered. until you hear, see the number see, at the end. Yeah, it feels a lot more contained, and like there's talks constantly of oh, I have a shipment from quote unquote from Yugoslavia or whatever coming in. You don't get the gravity like what f- it looks like. It's a few thousand people. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was four million people that were murdered. Yeah, and so I don't think you really feel that or understand many, yeah. that scale. Or at least if you do, it's because you know it from your own like, yes. history itself. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, I, going into this, I know what the Holocaust yeah. is. I wonder, no, that would be terrible. <laughs> like, what if there are people who like didn't know what the Holocaust was, but the only people who don't know are like children. So like, yeah. let's not show this No, to a group of children because I think that would be, well, I mean, you were eight. I was eight, and I saw it and didn't understand it. Okay, yeah. But I will also say that I think there's, you know, showing... I see what he tried to do trying to show, like, real survivors mm-hmm. and, like, essentially amalgamating stories and, like, how people knew each other. But as a result of doing that, it feels enclosed. It feels like it's the story of these ten people. It's the story of those four million people who yeah. were murdered. That's the thing. And I don't think we gra- we the, grasp That gravity that isn't scale. there yeah. until the end, though, when you see the text. Yeah, but that's the thing. But that's like he didn't. Yeah, but I mean, is was that what he wanted to do, or did he just want to encapsulate one story from this horrific time? I think, I think that the idea is. I, I actually think the idea is to show that what Oscar Schindler did for the people. It yeah. is meant to be a movie of hope rather than of, you know, despair. Fair. But, and and use his story as a lens to showing what the Jewish people went through. That speech does ruin it then. It really does, Mita. It really... I didn't realize how cheesy it was until, like, I'm like he just should have left. He just should have shed a tear. Shed a tear, a single and, tear, yeah. and, like, left and been, like... Even, Robbie could have done it. Yeah, even, like, him um, taking the ring and dr- fumbling with the ring shows that appreciation. Yeah. I didn't need the speech. I didn't know. And he doesn't nail the speech. He that doesn't nail the speech. I don't need them all hugging him at the end. There's just, there's things about it that I'm, like... That's why it's okay. a four, not a four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even the thing about the girl in the red dress, for instance, I think I'm letting it go because it's a movie about the Holocaust. And under, and it's it's the situations that she even appears in are just so awful that you're kind of, they're beyond your like, you're, yeah. you're, mm, I don't really like this, but I don't really like this. I think it's a cheesy idea and I understand what he's saying. And I understand what he's trying to do, but you're inserting, you're inserting your imagination and your idea, which it doesn't necessarily need to be. Mm-hmm. Like I think you, I think there are ways to accomplish what you were trying to do and show Oscar's awareness for like the life, the people, without doing that. Well, he could just walk by and see the child. Why did he need to see her in the only color and the movie yeah. before? Yeah, like I think like, you're saying there. Yeah. yeah. And so and in and in a movie that was less Holocaust, I might I would roll my eyes. But and I'd be like, Oh, this is cheesy, don't do this. Holocaust. But in this, you let those things go, you move on from them. Anyways, yeah. I think we could talk a lot about, about this because it's hard to If we to... keep talking though, I'm gonna cry at some point. Oh don't. <laughs> this movie really made me feel It's sad. very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. But that's Schindler's yeah you gave it four i gave it yeah. four i also gave the piano four i haven't watched the piano since we watched when it, it came out sorry the pianist that i was thinking no. of the pianist but yes i don't remember what i gave the piano you didn't like the piano as much i didn't love it no no because it's weird it is weird harvey Keitel. harvey Keitel. <laughs> that's this week we move on to another iconic movie next year yeah. next week yeah but before then yes game time yeah okay mita 
Do you remember? Wait, which snake eyes are we using? <laughs> I'm using my snake eyes, the okay. Nicolas Cage one. Okay. Okay, so last week we connected yeah. Zodiac mm-hmm. to the 1998 Snake Eyes starring <laughs> yeah. Nicolas Cage. I would like you to connect that Snake Eyes mm-hmm. to a movie close to your heart, yeah. The Fugitive. Oh! Your timer starts now. Okay, let's see. I'm sure there's like a super easy way to do this too. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, wait, that doesn't work. Does it? Yes, it does not. No. <laughs> yes, it does not. Um, okay, wait, let's just go. Okay, Brian De Palma yeah. directed Snake Eyes, right? Yeah. And he also directed, um, oh my gosh, he also directed <laughs> um, The Black Dahlia, which has Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett's in a movie called Hollywood Land. No. Uh, Hollywood Homicide yeah. with Harrison Ford, who is the star of The Fugitive. There you go. <laughs> There's actually a lot of ways to do this. So that, yeah. Yeah. Brian De Palma is your, your entry point. Mm-hmm. He also directed a movie that you might have seen called Mission Impossible. Yes, I have seen it. With one Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes. Who was directed by Steven Spielberg in Minority Report, who also directed Indiana Jones. Okay. My who, way was faster. They were the same. No. My was faster. Brian Obama, Josh Hartnett, Harrison Ford, Bing Gang Boom, four. You just had like five steps. No, Mitha, that was four. <laughs> it's the exact same. Don't try to make your way better. Or you do, th- this one is actually quicker, is Brian De Palma, Tom Cruise, Julianne Moore in Magnolia. Oh, yeah. And she's in The Fugitive. And that's actually Well, quicker. I got there. You and did. I remember you... Hollywood Homicide. So <laughs> there you go. Who cares? I've never seen it. No? I just remember the poster. <laughs> well done. Yeah, thank you. So next week I'll connect the fugitive to someone. When we watch what, Mita? We are watching Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. I have not seen Forrest Gump in its entirety. Oh. In ages, because it was on like TBS. A lot, it's on TBS all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. But I did see the Indian remake, La oh, Singh Chadda, very yeah. recently. Maybe you know, I'll watch that. You should watch Lal Singh Chidda. Okay. I'd be interested to hear we'll that We'll give you two reviews. Two reviews at one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll watch both of them too. Oh, should we just watch it now? <laughs> I mean, maybe. No, it's too long. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty long. Yeah. But that's next week. See, we're getting into a very interesting time period. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s, baby. The 90s. Because you know what else was nominated in the Forrest Gump year? No. A movie called Pulp Fiction. And another called The Shawshank Redemption. It's There's some big years. And That's some big. real iconic movies mm-hmm. coming down the line. So it's going to get interesting. There you go. But that's for next week. Okay. Mita, do you have some parting words? I don't even know. Like, I'm going to be as respectful as possible. Whoever saves one life saves the world entire. Okay. Now the song where John Williams' score is playing in the background. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for Life and its Box of Chocolates from Forrest Gump. Have a lovely week, folks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our letterbox at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.